It's time for the Thursday free-for-all on the On the Airwaves, the Infinity Project. Good evening, everybody. It's Thursday night, or as I like to call it, Friday Eve here at Beyond the Airways, the Infinity Project, and I wonder what that weird noise in the background is. <laughs> well, it can't be my game. War- no, oh. it's my game. I mentioned I was playing World of Warcraft on the public test phone. Oh, out okay. Ah, gotcha. Okay. And I'm quietly playing a game of Zombie Tsunami. And I'm quietly... Doing something. <laughs> going insane. Yeah. Going nuts! All right, I'm kidding. Anyway, uh, it, this is Beyond the Airways, the Infinity Project. It's Thursday, as we like to call it, Friday Eve. And since it's that day of the week, oh, it's shit. time for the Thursday free for all. Sure. Oh, my. Uh, oh. There, that's better. All right, anyway, um... This is Beyond the Airways Team Infinity Project, and because it's Thursday, that means it's time for the Thursday free-for-all. We've got plenty of stories to make you laugh, think, cry, get angry, fire off a rant rocket or five. <laughs> Trust me, we got plenty. Anyway, I'm your host for tonight. I am Oddball Extreme. I'm currently joined the line by two of my crazy cohorts. First, we've got Red Ranger Tim. Good evening to you, sir. Good evening, my dear. And if anybody's wondering why I'm talking right now, well, things got um, changed up a bit at the dentist's office today, and so we didn't get to call any teeth. Therefore, I can still talk. Mm-hmm. Right. And we also have our AZ magician, if she's back. Nope, she's not quite back yet. Okay. <laughs> Alright, unfortunately things happen, so yes, we can have it happen live during the show too, so guess what, welcome to reality. <laughs> Alright, uh, well anyway, uh, you might notice I'm sounding a little bit under the weather because I'm fighting a bit of a cold. But then again, there is something going around around here too, I think the flu is like widespread, I know I don't have the flu because I don't have a fever, thank God. But it is not going to help tomorrow morning because I have a doctor's appointment. Oh, my. Yeah. Sorry about that, people. Uh, okay. Mm. Okay, now you can introduce me. All right, well, I actually did, but now the Ace Magician is officially here. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hope your day went well. And Ashley's in the chat room. Hey, Ash. All right. Mm. So let's say here. Got a lot of stories we covered. Let's see. Okay, I posted this one earlier today because, um, let me ask you guys this question. Do you have any room anywhere for a TV that's 219 inches? No, that would be too big. No. would have to have a, um, you have to have a mansion or something. Why? Who has a? Would you believe it's Samsung putting it out? Well, I am assuming. Oh my! Uh, Well, here. Well, well, this was this was today at the Consumer Electronics Show. If you're like many Americans, you probably wouldn't mind having a bigger TV. Me, I actually don't want a bigger TV. Well, Samsung is showing a massive 219-inch TV at the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. That means the screen measures more than 18 feet. <laughs> That's more like a TV for outdoors. No, it's not actually. Uh, let's see. Uh, called The Wall, the TV uses a technology called micro-LED, which creates a brighter image using less energy than current televisions. Hmm. If it's called The Wall, I wonder if they could put that on the southern border. <laughs> There you go. And that way, no one would get pissed off at any... Well, wait a minute. He'd find a way. Yep, but let's see. For those who think a screen like this is better suited to a stadium than a living room, a 75-inch modular version is also coming out. (laughs) You can either watch that by itself or buy additional screens to snap together and make a bigger one. (laughs) 
Meanwhile, Sony TCL and Hisense are also showing TVs 75 inches and larger at the show. It's like, okay, that's a bit much. Well, it's great if you have a big house. Whoa, you probably need a mansion or something. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. Sometimes technology advances so much that they do tend to overdo it. Mm hmm. Mm. Dang it, my throat's getting scratchy. Hold on. (coughs) Sorry. Ah. ah, there we go. Okay. Now, here's a story that's been making making some waves. Um, does the name of Santoya Brown ring a bell? Yes. Uh, vaguely. Okay. Basically, what happened to her was uh, she... She was tra- she was stuck in a sex trafficking ring, and a man bought her for sex. She killed the guy. Okay, now she's been serving 15 years in prison, but the governor of Tennessee has granted her clemency. Yeah. That reminds me of an episode of Law and Order that um that um my mom was watching this morning. Mm-hmm. This woman was she was a model. She was in Japan. Mhm. And this really really rich Japanese guy was uh, you know, abused her so she shot and killed him. Mm-hmm. She shot and killed him. She was found not guilty because the defense argued a battered woman syndrome, but when you mentioned sex trafficking and killing the perp, remind me of that episode I saw this morning. Mhm. So anyway, go on. Yeah. Well, anyway, I posted, I posted the story. This from CNN. Santoya Denise Brown, a woman serving a life sentence for killing a man who bought her for sex when she was 16 years old, has regretted clemency. The Tennessee governor's office said on Monday, Brown, 30, will be released to parole supervision on August 7th after serving 15 years in prison. Republican Governor Bill Haslam's office said in a statement. Well, what do you know? Maybe there is hope for my party yet. The decision comes after careful consideration of what is a tragic and complex case, Haslam said. Okay, Anderson, I don't need you to pop up. Get out of here. <laughs> yes, the Anderson Cooper pop-up popped up. Let's see. Centoya Brown committed by her own admission a horrific crime at the age of 16, yet imposing a life sentence on a juvenile that will require her to serve at least 51 years before even being eligible for parole consideration is too harsh, especially in light of the extraordinary steps Ms. Brown has taken to rebuild her life. Transformation should be accompanied by hope. Brown's case drew the attention of several high-profile advocates, including U.S. congressmen, several Tennessee lawmakers, and a number of A-list celebrities. Comedian Amy Schumer, reality star Kim Kardashian West, and actress Ashley Judd were among those who called for Brown's clemency. And there's the actual tweet from Ashley Judd herself. I encourage and plead with my Tennessee Governor Bill Haslam to grant clemency for Centoya. Centoya Brown was a victim of child sex trafficking, raped and forced into paid sexual exploitation to stay alive. She deserves our empathy and your mercy. Well, got it granted. Anyway, uh... The years-old case ignited new interest, and you're going to have to excuse me because I'm going to have to blow my nose if beginning to run. Yes, it's running Better away. Better catch it before it runs too far. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Let me grab my box of tissues here. Um, all right. Um, you want me to mute this part because I don't know if anyone wants to hear me blowing my nose on the air. <laughs> Sick yeah, yeah, production. Mute. Yeah, I'll mute because <laughs> it's it, it'd be kind of rude. So... Talk amongst yourselves. Give me about 30 seconds. Go. Oh, my. So, anyway, Tim, glad you got the reprieve. Yeah, I still kind of need to get it done, but 
I wish I would have known all that when I was there the last time. I could have better prepared. Uh-huh. But, oh, well. I got oh, you're doing well. Okay, I'm back. Hey, welcome back. Thank you. Because seriously, uh, I don't think it'd be, I don't think it would be polite to um, blow your nose on the air. Okay, so anyway, here's what happened. In 2004, Brown killed Johnny Mitchell Allen, who Brown said had solicited her for sex and taken her back to his house. Prosecutors at the time said Brown shot Allen in the head while he was sleeping, stole money and guns, took his truck, and fled the scene. They argued the killing wasn't motivated by self-defense, but robbery. Brown said she was scared for her life by Allen's behavior and took money for fear of returning empty-handed to her pimp, nicknamed Cutthroat. A juvenile court found Brown competent to be tried as an adult. She was convicted of murder and robbery and sentenced to life in prison. Though, a de- though more than a decade had passed since her trial, the harsh punishment for a teenage victim of sex trafficking sparked outrage around the U.S., particularly after celebrities Rihanna and Kardashian West mm, came to her defense on social media in 2017. Since Brown's conviction, juvenile sentencing guidelines in Tennessee have been amended. If Santoya Brown were tried today, legal experts say she would not have been tried in the same way, said CNN affiliate WZTV anchor Stacey Case, who had been investigating reports of sex trafficking in Tennessee once he came across Brown's story. Our courts today would view her as a child sex slave. She would be viewed as a victim. In fact, it was Brown's trial that inspired a documentary that eventually helped to alter the way Tennessee deals with sex trafficking victims, particularly those who are juveniles. If you look at Centoya's original transcripts, they are peppered with the phrase teen prostitute, says Derry Smith, founder and CEO of nonprofit and slavery Tennessee. Well, we know today there's no such thing as a teen prostitute, because this teen may think that she decided this was her idea to be raped multiple times per day and give money to someone else. It's pretty clear there's an adult behind that who's manipulating and exploiting her. And anyway, let's see. In the 2011 documentary, Me Facing Life's and Toya's Story, Brown describes being forced into prostitution at a young age, sex trafficked, and raped repeatedly. The first time he did something to me is when he choked me and I passed out, Brown recounts of her alleged pimp in the documentary. I made him money. He wasn't going to let me go nowhere. He told me he'd kill me. The documentary by Daniel H. Berman Productions, Inc., also revealed new evidence that suggests Brown suffered from fetal alcohol syndrome, which can cause brain damage, evidence that the jury... Evidence that the jury which convicted her in 2004 never saw. Her mother also admitted uh, to drinking heavily while pregnant, according to court records from a 2014 appeal. Then, as a teenager, she did have a nice adoptive family, Case said, but because of her experiences, she veered and ended up on the wrong side of the law. It ended up being sex trafficking. If she had grown up differently, if she had other, if she had, had other opportunities, it may not have ended up that way. A second installment of the documentary is scheduled for release early, uh, bleh, later this year. Earlier this year, not yet. All right. Also, fighting for a second chance. Since her sentencing, Brown has spent all of her adulthood in prison, but her advocates say she has worked to transform herself during her time behind bars. She is light years today as a woman, different from the traumatized 16-year-old that she was, Smith says. She's mentoring troubled youth, working on her college degree. She is planning a nonprofit so she can help other young people. Brown received her associate's degree from Lipscomb University in 2015, and according to Smith, has been working towards her bachelor's degree while in prison. She's also collaborating with Tennessee's juvenile justice system to help counsel young people at risk, and her supporters say she's been a model inmate during her incarceration. I learned that my life was and is not over, Brown said over the phone in a clip titled Prison Reflections for the Documentary Filmmakers. I can create opportunities where I can actually help people. So that's a good thing. Yep. Does sound good. You know what? What she did in the past, you know, she probably did it to survive. Mm-hmm. What she did. Yep, exactly. Oh, here's an interesting thing I just saw. What's that? Okay. Uh, it says, Jamie Claude, missing Wisconsin girl whose parents were shot dead, has been found alive. Who was that? Uh, Jamie Claude. 
Where did they find her? Well, I'm about to read it and find out. Let's see. A Wisconsin teenager who went missing after her parents were found shot to death inside their home was found safe on Thursday, police said. Jamie Kloss was located by the police in the northwestern county of Douglas, Wisconsin, tonight, police officials said in a statement released on Facebook. She had not been seen since October. A person of interest was also taken into custody of police, authorities said, but it was not immediately clear if the suspect was wanted for the killing of Kloss's parents or her kidnapping. Kloss, 13, was reported missing on October 15th after police responded to a 911 call at her home in Barron County and found her parents shot to death. Since her disappearance, investigators pursued thousands of tips and reviewed dozens of surveillance videos. Police were investigating whether Kloss was abducted after her parents were killed, Fox News reported. And that's and it's just developing, so there's probably going to be a lot more in the morning. And you'll have to excuse me. My sinuses are acting really weird. In fact, I may have to be ready to blow my nose again. Oh, my. Okay, now, this is the story I wanted to read. Because, um... Let's just say JJ JJ Watt posted this one. How would you like this to happen? Uh, teens are now getting drunk on. Are you ready for this? Boiled tampon, tampon juice. juice. What? All I'm gonna say of that is ew. Who thinks up this shit? Uh, I wonder, yeah. Shirley, is it before or after use? Ah, uh, that's a good question. We're gonna find out. Okay, kids these days will try just about anything to catch a buzz, from boofing beer to vaping vodka. The latest heat thrill, feminine hygiene products. Teenagers in Indonesia are collecting menstrual pads and tampons, often of the used variety. Oh, no. Okay, um, I think from this point, I think from this point, I better warn you right now, this could be disgusting. If you had just ate dinner... Uh, you might not want to listen to this part. Okay, trust me. All right. Anyway, back to this. <laughs> yeah, anyway, teenagers in Indonesia are collecting menstrual pads and tampons off another year's variety and boiling them, allowing the mixture to cool and then imbibing the resulting liquid. Police have already arrested several miners caught making this menstrual pad moonshine. <laughs> Oh God, that's a good. Now a that good, gives the true, the real deal, a bad name. Yeah, it does. One 14-year-old confessed that he and his buds swing it morning and evening. The Daily Mail reports the National Narcotics in Indonesia is the chlorine you synthesize menstrual product that's getting kids giving them hallucinations and a feel of flame. As it turns out, this has been going on for at least a couple of years as this phenomenon was reported by the authorities back in 2016. Your, your, your connection's huh? hiccuping some, surely. Oh. Whoops, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> I let that one slip. <laughs> Who let the frogs out? Me. Me. <laughs> anyway, just sorry, in. people. Yeah, I don't know who started it. Jimmy Ginting, an advocate for safe drinking in Indonesia, tells the Jakarta Post, "There is no law against it so far. There is no law against these kids using a mixture of mosquito repellent and cold syrup to get drunk." Please, Mister Kinney, don't give him any more ideas. But it's like, oh God. I need to find When a, you first well, mentioned that article, article a, when you first mentioned that article, like, oh God. Barf. Barf, barf, barf. That's what I just uh, did, I thought. Yeah, so I, I probably should have put a warning on that one. <laughs> oh my. It's like, if you just say you might not want to hear this story. It's almost like me having to watch the first 10 minutes of Princess Mononoke immediately following a meal. <laughs> oh, my, indeed. Because if you've ever seen that masterpiece, it's one of the Studio Ghibli films, it's a great movie, don't get me wrong. But the first 10 minutes, let's just say they're very disgusting, and you really don't want to watch it after you had a meal. 
burp. Oh, tell me about it. It's a little on the glory, 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 glory side. Yeah. I'll spit it out right in a minute. Yeah, that's just plain disgusting. All right, let's see. Here's some other, a couple, there's, let's see. Um, can I mention, I don't think I even mentioned this yet. Um, Okay, we all know, you know, Christmas is past. We got the Valentine's Day candy and such. Well, over in England, they've already gone to Easter. What? Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Some stores over in the U.K. have already gone to Easter candy. It's like, are you kidding me? And there's JJ. Hey, JJ. Hello, JJ. All right. Now, this was back on December 28th, but still. All right. So, while many people are finishing off their festive leftovers, the UK's big name stores all appear to have already moved on for Christmas with several putting Easter eggs on sale. Social media users posted pictures of chocolate eggs on the shelves of a number of high street chains. That's what they call them in England. With many commenting on how quickly they had appeared. Several pointed out the seasonal chocolates on display in co-op stores around the country more than 16 weeks before Easter Sunday. Among them was Andrew Beer. Yes, his name is Beer. B-E-E-R. Who wrote of a sighting in Sandwich, Kent. (laughs) Really I wonder if his na- neighbors were the Earl of Sandwich. Good question. Oh, my. <laughs> Merely processed the Christmas food, and there are already Easter eggs on the flipping shelves at the co-op. <laughs> While many shared Mr. Beer's sentiment, the team defended the decision on Twitter, replying to another annoying customer calling himself Mr. Grumpy. Hi, Mr. Grumpy. From experience, we know some customers like to buy them early, and we think it's okay to give those people a choice. We'll have them in stock closer to the time, too. <laughs> anyway, uh, Paul Curry posted an image on Twitter of a variety of Easter goods on sale at WH Smith in Newcastle upon Tyne, and the hashtag way too early. <laughs> Let's see, Hannah Ramsey from right Darlington. Back. Sure. Hannah Ramsey, 30, from Darlington, says she was very surprised when she spotted eggs on sale in the same city, this time at a Sainsbury store. I know that it's a cliche that they appear in the shop shortly after Christmas, but 27th December does feel very, very efficient. I think some suspense is better, she said. Not everyone was disappointed, though, after spotting the sweet treats on sale in the Sainsbury's branch in Bermondsey, South London. Ollie Lavery tweeted, Guys, don't panic. Christmas may over for cream eggs and mini eggs are already on sale. Praise be. <laughs> and I love some of the comments. Uh, someone said Halloween co- Halloween costumes next week. <laughs> Let's see. Someone else said there are Christmas cards and decorations on sale in Sainsbury's today, and there's 362 days to Christmas. Honestly, not that we'll have Christmas next year after Brexit. So. Uh, uh, yeah, it's me. Sorry. I'll let you get away with it this time. Yeah. Well, anyway, oh, here's something interesting. There are two two TV shows that are celebrating anniversaries. Uh, Fraggle Rock started 36 years ago today. How does it go? Da, 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 da. Worries for another day. Yep. And today also happens to mark the 20th anniversary of Batman Beyond. When it made its debut on the then Kids WB. That was a good version of Batman, too. It was. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, just out of curiosity, what was your favorite episode out of the original Batman animated series? Um, hmm. Let's see. I got a bit of a tie. There's Christmas with the Joker. That was one of my favorites. Yeah. And then... The Scarecrow using that powder to scare the athletes and such to try to win money. Um, 
Fear of Victory, I think, was the title of that one. You're correct. That is right. It was the Fear of Victory. Yeah. And one of the lines I remember was, The Fear of Victory and the Agony of the Scarecrow. <laughs> yeah. And didn't the Scarecrow get his own fear gas turned against him? Um... I don't know. I think that might have happened in that first time that Batman met up with the Scarecrow. But it could have been the second, too. No, it was the first time. The second time, Scarecrow was dropping the vial, but Batman managed to get it before it was too late. Uh-huh. It was hanging on the... hanging by a thread, literally. Uh-huh. Exactly. Because it was about yeah, to go off bit. the catwalk. It was about to go off the catwalk. Yep, that's right. I remember and that. I don't think it was Batman. I think it was Robin that got it. Yeah, Robin caught it. Okay. I liked um, the cat and the claw. Yeah. I liked uh, I liked the one I've got Batman in my basement. Oh, yeah. Well, the two kids. The kids confronting Penguin. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Tim. We're leaving you out, aren't we? Oh, Tim had to step away. He'll be right back. But yeah, but I mean, Batman Beyond was like dark. Oh, yeah. really dark. I know. Um, some of them were dark. Mhm. Some of them were, you know. Some of them were kind of comical. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm back. Welcome back, Welcome Tim. back. Yeah, we were just talking about Fragger Rock being 30, 36 years old and Batman Beyond being 20 years old today. I can't believe Fraggle Rock's that old. Mm-hmm. I watched that when I was little. I still think about the fact that I was able to do a voice. I did a voice, like a a a cold read on a Fraggle Rock episode in that voice acting that voice seminar back at Dragon Con. I still have it too. Is that was fun? Let's see. I think if I remember right, I did this voice. To get the role of Maddie, if I remember right. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. Yeah, I still I still think back to Batman Beyond too. That was a good tune. Yeah, we were discussing our favorite episodes of Batman the animated series. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, uh, something interesting developing with the Oscars. Okay. All right. Um, You know, right now, there's no host, and it doesn't look like there's going to be one. So, what they're going to try to do is, they're scrambling to see if they can reunite the Avengers on, in the Oscars telecast. I kid you not. Let's see. Put that there. It'd be kind of nice if they could. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. Um, all right, so here's the problem. Without a host, the Academy is looking for a star-studded Marvel superhero team up to add luster to a show that airs on Disney's ABC network. All right, so Avengers Assemble. In the wake of its popular Oscar and Kevin Hart debacles, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences could use a superhero save or two. It now appears that the show, airing February 24th, won't have a traditional host, but instead will rely on a rotating cast of stars to introduce various segments. And to up the star quotient even further, the show's producers are currently lining up appearances by as many big-name cast members from Marvel's sprawling Avengers franchise as possible. An Avengers All-Star Oscar reunion wouldn't be unprecedented. Following the success, success of 2012's Avengers, the 2013 telecast featured Robert Downey Jr. Excuse me, Dawes is being a brat. Okay. Oh, my. All right, well, anyway, uh, it featured Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Mark Ruffalo, Jeremy Renner, and Samuel L. Jackson together on stage. 
But since then, the Avengers ranks, as well as those of its rivals and foes, have only grown, and this time around, the Academy is looking to pull together an even bigger assemblage. Now, the Academy declined to comment, but word is that specific details are still still being hammered out about how the actors who play the popular characters will be incorporated into the 91st Oscars ceremony, which is being produced by Donna Gigliotti and co-produced and directed by Glenn Weiss. According to sources, several of them were asked not to present at the recent Golden Globes in order to ensure their appearance at the Oscars would have an even bigger impact. Now, oh boy, if the show's producers can pull off such a marvelous stunt, bad pun, let's see, it could benefit all involved. The Academy, which would love to serve up a star-studded show, ABC, which could potentially reap ratings benefits, if it has an opportunity to promote the Marvel teaming ahead of time, and Disney, which not only owns ABC, but also Marvel, certainly it would be a nice promo for Avengers Endgame, which opens April 26th. Of course, Thanos did reduce half of the Marvel Universe to dust at the end of last year's worldwide hit Avengers Infinity War, but that's a problem for another day. So... So now things are getting just a wee bit unconventional. (laughs) Usually. Alright, let's see. Alright, um. Let's see. Back to. Uh, we got a lot of stories here. Uh, okay, here's something interesting. A woman gives birth to an astonishing 12-pound, 6-ounce baby boy without any pain medicine. Ooh. I don't even know if I want to think about that. <laughs> but yeah. Not a woman, mind you, but mm, that has yeah. to hurt. Ooh. You know, I don't know if I'll be honest. I don't know if my mother ever needed pain medicine when she gave birth to both my brother and me, because she kept working all the way up till we were born. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So anyway, uh, this is of the Epic Times, and this was posted on Monday, so this story is, in fact, real. Uh, bringing a child into the world is the most rewarding and wonderful experience in any mother's life, but mothers also know that labor can be excruciatingly painful. However, one woman chose to forego pain relief as she gave birth to a baby boy weighing a whopping 12 pounds, 6 ounces, or approximately 5.6 kilograms. Nikki Bell, 28, gave birth to a junky baby boy at Blacktown Hospital in West Sydney on November 1st, and doctors were shocked. Hey, it's got my birthday. Cool. Parker Bell was the heaviest baby ever to be born in the hospital, Daily Mail reported. He weighed more than double what newborns normally weigh, which is between 5 pounds 8 ounces, approximately 2.5 kilograms, and 8 pounds 13 ounces, approximately 4 kilograms. Nikki did remarkably well, we have to admit. She requested no pain relief during her labor, which lasted two and a half hours. This is good, considering some mothers suffer labor pains for as long as 15 hours. I know some people had it for 24. Anyway, tethidine, epidurals, or nitrous oxide are usually the options mothers may choose from to help them cope with the pain. Yet, Nikki gave birth all natural and without complications. Even though Nikki didn't take pain relief, she knows how painful labor pains can be. She told the mirror, I'm sure all births hurt, whether it's 1.7 kilograms or 5.7 kilograms. They all hurt. (laughs) Being the mother of an adorable little girl named Madison, now one, Nikki is pleased to be blessed with a boy. Blacktown Midwifery Group Facebook page shared a post praising Nikki and Parker, saying, This gorgeous, chunky boy was born on Thursday to one of our MGP moms, Nikki. He weighed in a record-breaking 5.755 kilograms, 12 pounds, 6 ounces for the old school, and was a natural birth with no complications. We are happy to report 
that not so little Parker and Mum Nikki are doing well. Welcome to the world, Parker. You'll be the talk of Black Tail Maternity for a long time to come. Also, big congratulations to Nikki, Michael, and big sister Madison. Aww. Let's see. Mothers from around from all around responded online by lauding Nikki's brave efforts. One mom wrote, women's bodies are amazing. Well done first and foremost to the mummy, but also to the birthing staff that helped this mummy do her job and allow her body to do its thing. Another mom wrote encouragingly, this little kitty weighs more than my twins put together at almost a month old. Back home at Riverstone in Sydney's Northwest, the family of four is happy to say they view Parker's weight as an advantage. He may turn out to be very strong. Hopefully he will be a bit of a football player, maybe a front rower. That keeps the, that'll keep his dad happy, Nikki joked. In the meantime, the Bell family are simply enjoying family life. Madison is in her element playing the role of big sister. And oh, there's a cute picture of the big sister on top of the little one. Uh, the dog is barking barking at Karen, so disregard them because if I go into Oh, there's What's a post on Nerdist I got in my email. Uh-huh. There's a dog that responds to Harry Potter spells. Oh, yeah, I've heard about that one. <laughs> Excuse me. Carry on, you two. Oh, my. Okay. Yeah, sorry, folks. On this show, li- interruptions are live <laughs> because guess what? Life happens. <laughs> Life does happen. Mhm. Mm. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this much. Um. Let's see. I know Monday the twenty-first is a holiday, so we're not going to have a show. But Tuesday, we're not going to be able to have a show either because I'll be up in Birmingham enjoying Metallica. And then Wednesday is going to be the food fascinations we would have had yesterday. Well, actually, no, you see, the, actually, no, the, you see, the concert is the 22nd, so technically, we'd still have food fascinations on the 16th, the next thing would be attention to one. Okay, so attention to one would be the one displaced. Yep, Mm mm-hmm. Yeah, food fascinations will be the 16th, so... So we shall, so things shall be back on track. It's just that the 22nd, we're probably not going to do New Cars World Tuesday because I will be enjoying Metallica, and I'll be spending the night up there. I am not driving home in the middle of the night. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, family, yeah, I wouldn't either. Yeah, because I'll tell you this right now. When I was going up to the – when I went up to the Iron Bowl in 2014, I took US 82. It is a wonderful drive. It's a beautiful scenic drive during the daytime. Only thing is, during the nighttime hours, there are no streetlights anywhere. So what did I do? I smartly had a hotel room up there already and just waited for the next morning to come home. (laughs) Oh, my. Because it's like, uh, I am not driving this late. Because I actually had to do that before. There was because I went to another game in 2010. The problem was Alabama had lost the week before, and they were rele- they were relegated to 8 p.m. The game was over at 11. I didn't get home till after 3 a.m. Oh wow! It's like, it's like if I ever do this again, I'm gonna spend the night up there, then come home the next day. Because you believe me, you know how tired you can be trying to drive at that late hour at night. It's like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, talk about that. Okay. Um, all right. Now, there's a couple stories. Let's just say, um, I feel like it deserves a rant rocket because... Let's see. This was now. This was posted on New Year's Eve. An angry customer fired shots into Taco Bell. You want to know why? He didn't get why? it sauced. Oh God. That's just. 
Yeah. Yeah, he did not get his sauce. So. Uh, oh, goodness gracious. Here we go. All right. So here's what happened. This took place in Oklahoma City. All right. Uh, a search is underway for a person accused of shooting through the drive through window at a Taco Bell because he didn't get the sauce he wanted. It happened around 1.30 Monday morning, last Monday morning, at a Taco Bell in Oklahoma City. Police say the suspect fired two shots into the drive through window because he didn't get the taco sauce he asked for. Employees locked themselves inside a restroom and called 911. Fortunately, no injuries were reported. I haven't seen an update on it, so we'll find out soon enough. Yeah, now let's see. There's another story. Uh, let's put it this way. This one has been seen. The video went viral. Uh, in Florida, a man basically started attacking a McDonald's employee. Why? Because he had to at because there were no straws available. What the hell is wrong with people? Yeah. He basically attacked a cashier over a straw. Okay, now, there's actually a reason for this, okay? There's a reason for the straws. I'll explain that in a minute. But, I mean, this is just getting way out of hand. Okay. So this was on January 3rd in St. Petersburg, Florida. Florida man is accused of attacking a McDonald's employee reportedly over a straw. Daniel Willis Taylor, 40, spent New Year's Day in jail, charged with two counts of civil battery over the incident at a St. Petersburg, Florida McDonald's. Police say the video shows Taylor pulling McDonald's employee Yasmin James by her shirt over the counter. Rena B.N. Duty recorded the video and watched as the fight escalated quickly. Even though she's at work, you know there was a limit to how much she, these employees could take, said B.N. Duty. Mm. Her brother posted the video to his Facebook account. He says it all started when Taylor walked over to the convent bar to grab a straw. He was yelling and walking toward the counter, and the young lady behind the counter told him that it is the law now. We are not allowed to have straws in the lobby, said Duty. That law does exist. Starting January 1st, the city told restaurants they could no longer leave plastic straws out on the counter, and by 2020, they'll no longer be allowed to hand them out. Duty says Taylor refused to accept that answer. She had to do it. She's a petite girl, and you know, I just felt she did the right thing, Duty said. Police say on his way out, Taylor kicked another employee in the stomach. Oh. Mm-hmm. Now, McDonald's won't allow the employees to speak, but to local media, but instead of statement saying, our highest priority is always the safety and well-being of our employees and customers at our restaurants. Beyond duty is having your video could help police catch Taylor. Jace is still working at the McDonald's location, local media reports. Because the girl had to defend herself. Oh, my. Yeah, the good news is she was not fired. Because what happened was she was basically attacked. She had to defend herself. Hopefully they banned that customer from the restaurant. Well, after having spent time in jail, he may be banned for life for several places. All right, pardon me for a second. I gotta blow my nose again. I'd rather not have. Oh my! Okay, I'm back. <laughs> hey, welcome back. Thank you. I mean, yes, we do allow burbs and such, but blowing the nose is something I would rather do on mute. <laughs> and it would also oh help to move my microphone down to my mouth. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, well, get this. I don't know if you've heard this, but, you know, Brie Larson, she's playing Captain Marvel in that new movie coming out in March. Okay. Not the Shazam movie, the other one. 
But um, a lot of people have been hating on her because of the fact, oh, she's an Oscar winner. She couldn't do this kind of thing. Well, Marvel put out a featurette that's only a minute and 12 seconds long, but it shows her training. For not, she had been training for nine months. She is in the best shape of her life. She even did an aerial dogfight and a couple of Air Force fighter jets because the character she plays is supposed to be an Air Force pilot. So. Oh. Well, I saw that video. I posted it to a group. I said, for those of you who still hate her for doing this, uh, I think after all this race he's done, uh, I'm convinced I'm going to go see it. <laughs> did you miss me? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. They bark at Karen every time she tries to sneak around the house quietly. Oh. Yeah. Whew. Yeah, I was just talking to Tim about um you know, Brie Larson, the actress. Uh she happens to be an Academy Award winner and she's going to be she's she'll be doing the Captain Marvel movie on March eighth. Not it's not the same as the Shazam movie. But um people have been hating on her because it's like, Oh, she can't do something like this. It's like really? Then how come um, she was training for nine months? How come she was actually uh, inside Air Force fighter jets doing some of the training? Because the character she plays is happens to be an Air Force pilot. So, she got some learning experience from that. Which is what most actors are very good at doing. They do their research. They do their homework. Yeah, well. Oh yeah, uh, here's something. Here's something interesting. I don't know if you heard about this. If you'd like to head somewhere over the rainbow to a theater, uh, Fathom Events is doing the 80th anniversary showing of The Wizard of Oz. Oh my. Mhm. If it is on, I believe it's Sunday the 27th. Tuesday the 29th, and I think Wednesday the 30th. I chose the I chose the Sunday one. It's like I can get it out of the way. <laughs> uh, how many movies does it make this year? What do you mean? That's well, my first movie of 2019. <laughs> you did what? Four or five last year? I did 12 last year. Oh my! For me, that's a record. But I remember somebody in another group said, "I've seen forty movies. I've only seen forty movies this year." Like, only seen forty? Are you serious? (sighs) (sighs) Sorry. Oh, by the way, Ted, you missed the uh, two stories about the. the uh, the Taco Bell shooting for not for the guy not getting a sauce and the and the uh, straw and the attack over a straw. Uh, that you know what that rivals the woman who wanted chicken nuggets at ten in the morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, ten in the morning and it was and they didn't. Start serving the chicken nuggets till ten thirty, and she attacked the worker through the drive-through window. I yeah, remember that one on YouTube. Yes, I do. I remember that. You know, it, yeah, if it were me, it's like if it were me, and I got, I suddenly realized I got the door. It's like, oh, okay, I can wait a few minutes. But she went into n- nug rage, nugget rage. Mm-hmm. I believe it. Uh, let's see. 
Uh, so you got a couple new movies coming out tomorrow. There's A Dog's Way Home, and then the uh, Keanu Reeves movie, Replicas. Now, um, there's something about... Something about win, hands pers- down. Huh? The dog will win, hands down. Yeah, I think the dog will probably win, but I think Aquaman will beat them both. When does Aquaman officially come out? Aquaman's been out. It's been dominant. It's it's won three weeks in a row at the box office. Well, it's about to be week four. Yeah. Replicants looks like it's going to be bad. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Just going by the one commercial I've seen. Mm-hmm. Turns out that his wife was a robot. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm. Hey, Shirley, before I forget, yes. who, who won the, the 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 show with Dwayne Johnson? Dwayne Johnson. Um, who won? Well, I can't. You see, they were just regular people, so I really don't know their names. <laughs> well, the the, but, the one that was going through Mount Olympus, make it through. Yeah. She made it all the way through. Good for her. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, anyway, um, let me explain this. There's a there's this really neat show on NBC now. It's called The Titan Games. It's hosted by Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, The Rock. And let me put it to you this yeah. way. Yeah, let me put it to you this way. You would better be in the best shape of your life to compete on this show. I think, think that the athletes that are on that show are... Better shape than the ones on it. Don't get me wrong; the ones on American Ninja Warriors were in shape. Mm-hmm. But um, just from what little bit I've seen from the commercials, these guys take it to the next level. Right. No offense to the ones on American Ninja Warriors. Yep. Excuse and the me. I quit barking till Karen finally goes to bed. So. Mm-hmm. Oh my. All right, let me see. Uh... Okay. Here is something that I've seen on Facebook. December has Christmas, January has New Year, and February has Valentine's Day. What does your birth month have? We'll start with you, Tim. Labor Day. Mm-hmm. And Shirley, what about you? I have All Saints Day. Veterans Day, Thanksgiving. Well, my birth month has Halloween. Because I can't think of any other October holidays. Mm-hmm. Right off the top of my head. So my birth month has Halloween. Yeah. Oh, guess what? Um, there's a full episode. They've got full episodes of the Titan Games. On on what app? On YouTube, and I'm going to tell you right now, it's the official official. So. The official official see. site, huh? What I'm going to do is I'm going to share it. You can watch it whenever you want, okay? You don't have to worry about anything. Okay. <clears throat> but it is a full episode. This is... This is the this is legit. Okay, gotcha. Mhm. But I'm thinking, oh my god, this is a. I'm just impressed. <laughs> but I mean, well, some people, some people, some of these people did not have an easy road either. I saw one where they were pushing a, um, pushing a giant. Wall. It looked like a giant wall. Oh, yeah. Was that the one where they were pushing the door? Yeah, uh huh. The, bat- the, the battering ram, the hammering ram, I should say. Mm hmm. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, you've got to try. If you have not seen this, give it a shot. I mean, this is some serious athletics. And what's yeah. really great is. This is my favorite part. Men 
and women. The competition is equal. In other words, they don't numb down the competition for the women. Correct. Is that it, it, it is as it should be. Mm-hmm. Just like you got women who want to be firefighters? Mm-hmm. Fine. But they should not dumb down the the um, requirements. Right. And it's Just the same way. It's, yeah, it's the same way with the with the Coast Guard rescue swimmers. Men and women, same thing. Mm-hmm. I know. I was watching Alaska State Troopers. Well, this particular episode didn't have any women trying out for the Coast Guard rescue rangers. Uh-huh. Rescue squad, uh-huh. but I just see what they um, go through, and it's very, very grueling. And not everybody mm-hmm. makes it, right? Because it's that grueling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something. Yeah, some of these events are like, what in the world did these guys come up with? <laughs> I'd like to see him do a 200-pound hamster wheel. Well, I don't know if they do anything like that. I mean, these are like physically and mentally challenging events they do. So. No, but the giant hamster ball. I meant a hamster ball, not the hamster wheel. <laughs> like put the hamster wheel through an obstacle course or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I would highly. But if you ever get a chance to watch it, I highly recommend it because boy, you're gonna see like it's. What's fun is you get you see like ordinary people with you know they're in extraordinary shape. Like I know there's like a grandmother firefighter. A grandmother fire. Okay. Yeah, a grandmother who is a firefighter. Whatever works. Oh yeah. So, so you know she's got to be in excellent shape if she's still a firefighter. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right, well, we're down to like the last two minutes and 18 seconds. Here's me, I'm sorry. And I'll tell you this right oh now, tomorrow because, Tim, be, tomorrow, because Tim can still speak, <laughs> he will not have to worry about um, setting, uh, having to be in the chat room for Mad Libs. He will be able to speak for Mad Libs tomorrow night. Whoop. And I'm bringing all the naughties. Oh, yeah. All the naughties? Yes, all the naughties. All the bring naughties? All, man. Yes. We're going to bring you all. We're going to bring all the naughties, man. <laughs> oh, my God. 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 Yep. So, yeah, we're bringing on the naughties tomorrow night. Hey, so, Harley, you going to join us? I'm certainly gonna try. All right. All right. I well, anyway, we're all Yoda back at you. All right. Well, we're about we're almost out of time, so I'm gonna go ahead and say this right now. Please don't forget to follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Our handle is bta underscore tip, and follow us on our website beyondtheairwaves.weebly.com. If you ever miss an episode, there are three ways to catch up. First, there's the Stitcher.com app available on iTunes, Google Play, and the Amazon Kindle Store. Second, you can listen to or download full episodes of the show from blogtalkradio.com. And finally, you can find us on iTunes. Just do a search on the podcast for Beyond the Airwaves, and you'll find many of our episodes there. So with that in mind, I'm going to say love, peace, and chicken grease. Everybody have a great night, sleep well, stay safe, and we will see you tomorrow for All Out Mad Libs. That is all for tonight. Have a great night, and remember... You I almost had him. I had him. I almost had him. (laughs) You stuttering prick, you. Shut up! Uh Uh-huh. I am vengeance. I am the knight. 
I am. <laughs> and of course this. This is the voice of the Mr. Rons. We know you can hear us, Earthmen. Shut up! <laughs> all right. That's all for tonight, friends. Have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow. Night, y'all. Jana. Yeah.